Hello, and welcome to the Dutch Film Podcast. My name is Gregory Marcus. And I'm Erik van Bemmelen. And I am not Dutch. And I am. And we're back, We baby. are back. It's been... It's been quite a while. Like three months since yeah. we've recorded. Yeah. Nothing has happened since. No one knows. Because <laughs> we finally have launched the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So by the time that we are recording this podcast that you're about to listen to, already two episodes have launched. So yeah. this is the first one where, you, where we can actually do something with all the all the critique we've gotten so far. Yes, but everyone will have to get through six more episodes <laughs> yeah. before they can get to um, hear their feedback implemented. And I want to say something about that. <laughs> People should shut up. It's a free fucking podcast, everyone. <laughs> what are you going on about? <laughs> Yeah, okay. So people should either start paying and we'll do something with their feedback. Yeah. Or shut up. Yeah, but listen. But listen, please do yeah. listen. No. Yeah. If Keep you, it passive. If you want to pay, it's we're not even like the NPO or like nope. anything else. We're, I'm not the NPO. We're not no. getting any no. money even from not anywhere yet. else. Not yet. So we appreciate you listening though and that you have thoughts. And just remember... Please don't share them with just us. Just remember... <laughs> It's in the title. It's a podcast about Dutch movies. True. And it's also a podcast about friendship. Do we want to recount what's happened in our lives? No. Mm, I became a father. Let's keep it at that. Which is relevant for this movie. I was thinking. Uh, and uh, I bought a house yeah, yeah. in the countryside. True. Very relevant for but this I movie. But I don't have a child. And no. you do. So if we were to com- start combining Whatever happened to us in the last three months is basically what the movie is about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, het burgerlijke leven. Yeah. yeah. And what movie are we talking about today? We are talking about Sof. 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 Sophie took some arm twisting to uh-huh. get you to agree to watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Had you had you seen it before? Uh, definitely not. No. I have. I knew of its existence. It's a very popular movie. It's a popular movie. Uh, the third installment of the series it's is now out now out now in cinema. No. I didn't even know. I did not know that. This is not planned. Oh, really? No. Okay, I did know that. But I, I learned that when I Googled Soph yesterday. I got a request for a goodie bag thing for a client of mine. So that's why I know the premiere is, I think, has just been like a month ago. Something like that. But we have not seen that in the cinema. No, no. We stayed at home. We watched Soph from 2013. Yeah. It would have made sense for us to watch all three and then have like an actual, like do three episodes in a row. Like so or maybe one episode because the plot is quite thin so you can well who knows maybe it. maybe two and three yeah that's true are, okay and there's a tv show so a bit of a disclaimer okay everything we'll say today is only about the first movie from 2013 yes it's called self yeah and we also have no idea what happens in any of the other things no so true true you might be saying like you might be a diehard fan and be like oh yeah but they explain that in season in movie two it's like we don't know yet yeah but we will and i was very tempted last night to go on and watch soft 2 and you said don't do it no because then i would have needed to watch it as well we should have done what we did with flutter and watch soft 2 instead of soft 1 and then and then comment on (laughs) soft 1 as if we've (laughs) seen it all the things we're missing (laughs) that is probably explained in soft 1 yeah so now we do it at least in the right order oh we have a visitor finally (laughs) here she is okay we don't have a third mic we don't have a third mic. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi, Mike. Good, mom. How is everybody? 
Kijk uit hoor. Ja. Allemaal, ja. Voor ja, ja. Hey. listeners at home, uh, my girlfriend Vitika, uh, mainstay name drop on the pod, has just entered the room. And she gave Eric a big hug because she probably hasn't seen him in ages, years, yeah. literal, to my literal voice. years. <laughs> I have more to your voice, to your voice than anything else. It's uh, <laughs> good to hear. I love your mustache. But that's just laziness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes great. laziness is good. I need you to sign some papers. Back and we're back. <laughs> we just, in full transparency, everyone, we just maybe cut a good five minutes out of the podcast because yeah. it was nonsense. Um, but not, so, not ap- a good type of nonsense. after a brief interruption to handle some bureaucratic or administrative tasks, yeah, to secure my place in the polder, we're back and now we can go deeper into the plot about Soph Night. 1990, 2013. Wow, okay, yeah, 2013. Directed by... Antoinette Beumer and written by Marjolein Beumer, who are sisters. Sisters. Yeah, Um, this is the first movie that we are discussing on our podcast, directed by a female director. Also true. As far as we can remember. Um, And it is based on um, columns written by Sylvia Witteman, who is a Dutch, quite well-known writer for the Volkskrant, one of the bigger Dutch newspapers. Um, so it was like a go ask, not go ask Alice, but like ask Amy. I think it was like the name of the New York Times column, where like people write in, like, "Oh, my relationship is having a body, no. body, body," and then she responds. No, not oh, at okay. all. No, no. She just. Uh, I think she started out as a culinary critic, or maybe writing recipes, uh, which, I mean, is sort of what Sof is doing, but she's on the other side of the the table in this sense, because she she's making the food. She's not writing about it. No, yeah, true. There okay, is so a food critic in the movie, but... It is very loosely based, I think, on Sylvia Witteman's life. Sylvia Witteman does have three children and writes about being a mother and trying to raise her children and all the other stuff that comes with it. But oh. I... as far And she really talks a lot about drinking vodka. I know that for sure. And you see Sof drinking a lot of vodka. So that's true, but I did read online that uh, Marjolein Bomer, who wrote screenplay, she started writing the screenplay. I think she finished the first draft before going back and reading the actual columns written by Sylvia Wittemann. So it's probably more based on her idea of what the tone of voices of Sylvia Wittemann and the type of life she's describing than it's, it's really based on her character in real life. This is like that Dirty Projectors album, Rise Above, which is when David Longstrength from Dirty Projectors tried to re, like record a cover album of Black Flags, Without Rise listening Above, to the... from memory. Great. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty, it's an okay album. Ah. It sounds like Dirty Projectors. And as far as I know, Sylvia Wittemann never at least publicly admitted to cheating on her husband, which is what this movie, this movie's plot sort of centers on. But what is cheating? Um, <laughs> kissing and then getting a, a phone call that your child is in the hospital uh, and not making it <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> to actual sex. That's what cheating is, according to, to this movie. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's 
those are the details. Yeah. And let's let's talk cast. Cast. Um. Well, we. Well, let's start with Sov, of course, because she's the name giver of the movie. Yeah. Um, Sov is played by Lies Visserdijk. Yeah. Who I have to say I did not know other than playing Sov, but looking her up, she did a ton of stuff. She's um, in Alice's Liefde. She's in Goeie yeah. Vrouwen. Yeah. So she's in a lot of stuff. rom-coms. Rom-coms. Yeah. Not. Um, not just in the rom-com stuff. I saw she played a lot of uh, theater as well. In quite renowned uh, theater groups. Yeah. One of which uh, is Orkater. Um, which a, is? A group uh, formed by Alex van Warmerdam, the director oh. of Borgman, which we discussed in a previous episode. That's actually the last episode that you would have heard is yeah. uh, Borgman. And everyone's now texting me like after we launched the podcast. They're like, oh, when are you going to start doing some van Warmerdam films? Yeah. I'm like, they're coming, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, it, I don't it, need it, it, to be it, so aggressive about it now because, look, you got not, it. Right? If, if you're listening to this in order, it's not coming. It has already been. Yeah. You've already listened to it. Yeah. But you might be discovering this podcast years sure. down the road and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to. And Sof is your gateway and then you make it to Borgman. You should hope that Sof is the gateway. We're doing it nice. because this is a movie. This is how I tried to sell you on it is that this is a movie for the people. Okay. So why are we watching this? We are watching this because it's popular. Yeah, it, because it's representative of Dutch society. Yeah. It's an extreme, I think it did very well. And what we set out to do with this podcast is we decided to watch Dutch movies and see if they say something about Dutch society, Dutch culture, which you would normally not get from a movie from another country. Yeah. Um, and you, from your perspective of, as an American, you see if it aligns with what you've been getting the last 10 years of you living here. And I guess this movie does really speak to a certain type of Dutchness that you will not find in uh, other movies. On 100%. Yeah. It, it is by far the most Dutch movie we have watched. Okay. Yeah. So far. Which is funny. because Okay, so let's do a very quick plot recap. We try to do this. <laughs> shall, shall I try? <laughs> because okay, I'm, okay, okay. I'm really the one that's good at being concise. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not keeping a timer. Okay, but try to keep it concise. Okay, you, can you just count out loud into the microphone while I do this? <laughs> Until you're done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One. Okay. So there's two, this woman named Soph, and three, she runs a small catering four, company, five, and she has a husband, and it six, starts with this whole thing about how seven, when you're older and eight, you've been together for a while, and nine, you have children, you have sex, and ten, it's kind of like unfulfilling. Nine, and God, why are we doing this? Seven, there's no love. There's no 13, passion or fire 14, or anything. 15, and then of course it cuts 16, to uh, the 17, whole family having breakfast together, 18, and the family's doing breakfast, 19, and it's chaos. And uh, 20, dad's got to go to work, and mom's got to do this, and the kids are doing 22, this, and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> 23. And so, so catering business, you know, is a bit... Okay. <laughs> I think we will get the point. <laughs> if I could do it at that speed, though. Yeah. We, okay, so Soph has this catering business, which is kind of small. You know, it's chill. Yeah. Apparently, she's a very good cook. And her husband, Cosper, who we did not mention. We did the cast and we did one person. Yeah, we so got sidetracked. Okay, Cosper is her husband, played by Fetch on the Wet. Who... We've seen I'm really learning to really like. Yeah. I really like him in this. You didn't really like him in character, the first movie. No, he discussed. was very, well, his character just sucked in character. But, yeah. he, but he was in Vilde Muscles as well. True. He was good in that. Yeah, and I liked him in this movie as well. I, yeah, I thought yeah. They, they were both kind of adorable. They played their role, I guess, Yeah, in a way you would want them to, giving what a rom-com is. Yeah, perfect. Like, to the letter, 
nothing spectacular, but no. doesn't d- d- distract you from the movie. No. Um, so Soph has his catering business. It's going fine. You don't really get an idea. You get somewhat of an idea that it's kind of struggling. And Financially, yeah. But that's they sort of um, make it out to be that uh, that's because she cannot really do her own financial business. And he, him working in the Zoutas. Zoutas, yeah. so the center of the finance business in the Netherlands, um, he makes it quick. I have to say this whole, whole throughout the whole movie, they do not spend a lot of time on their discussions. Everything they do... Plot-wise, they just have one one little talk on it and they go further. So that's basically when he tells her, if it doesn't make any financial sense, quit now. And they don't really have a, a much longer discussion on it. And that seems to be what she'll end up doing, like quitting her catering business. I mean, I think that this is also a problem in their relationship. If we want to get deeper. It's like, obviously, the movie is a tight 93 minutes. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk. There's no communication. They're not, There's no communication. They're just so in their own worlds. And obviously, they had never seen this movie. Because if this couple would have seen this movie, they would know, hey, Let's we could probably more. avoid a lot of these problems if we yeah. talked more. Yeah. Um, but he is always busy with his work. Yeah. Probably makes a lot of money because he keeps mentioning he pays for the whole mortgage. Money, money. Yeah. Um, very sexist in this regard, right? Yeah, we'll go deeper into the whole Zaudas thing um, because this is also our first glimpse into that area of Amsterdam lifestyle or kind of the Amsterdam uh, hierarchy, whatever. I think so. Ah. And, oh, coming in hot there. That's that's it, right? That's the whole movie? I guess so, in a way. I mean, what what's... No, it, nah, nah, we're just kidding. There's more to the movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, she has a catering business and it's not w- working as well as she planned. And um, he, Fetja van Red, uh, his character, Casper, decides to quit his Zuidas job to give her a bit more room. Whoa, that's jumping ahead. Yeah. So she does a dinner for her neighbors who invite all their f- artsy rich friends because she had a reservation for a catering job. That canceled last minute. So she had all this food. So it's kind of like an impromptu thing that yeah, she does for her neighbor. Her she seems to have a good relationship with this uh, older, older-ish older gay couple that live next to her with yeah. like two beautiful dogs. And they're always walking around in British-style hunting clothes. But at the dinner, there is a famous American choreographer who then takes her soap under his wing and says, like, I'm going to make you the biggest thing in the world yeah. or in the in Amsterdam. He's played by Dan Carrity. Who is an actual choreographer. Did stuff for I've Backstreet ne- Boys. Yeah. And In Sync and 98 Degrees. And Vitsko just left. That was the door closing. She's gone. Oh, God, man. This movie reminded <laughs> me so much of my relationship. <laughs> just kidding. We communicate. So, yeah, he's like an actual famous choreographer. And he's on like uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And so yeah. you think you can dance and all that stuff. But he's not really in a lot of movies, just all the Soph movies. He is sort of playing himself, but they gave his character a different name. His right? name's Jim, I think, in the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he takes her under his wing. Also, he might have some ulterior motives of that he wants to actually sleep with her because he's kind of smitten by her. Cosper, yeah. as you said, quits his job or goes on sabbatical. Yeah. And then now that they're both home all the time, they start butting heads a lot. They also have three kids. 
she has a mother who is a... So they basically reverse roles. Um, at first, he's the one making all the money and her catering business. They sort of present it as just something she can do to keep her occupied. I mean, this is how the movie portrays it, not how I see it. Um, and then they switch roles. He starts taking care of the three kids and she can focus full time on her catering business. Yeah. And so now that they're both, the roles are reversed and they're both home all the time. She's super busy. The house is full of all this cooking stuff. They yeah. have to get rid of the couch to put in like a a massive refrigerator yeah. that the kids are always watching TV but, while yeah. sitting on the refrigerator. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought it was kind of funny. Um, and then Cosper decides to build her a kitchen in their massive barn behind their house. It's a huge barn. Yeah. yeah. It's unrealistic. He must make a ton of money. Really a yeah. ton of money. Even yeah. in 2013, that house still costs a lot of money. Yeah. And what happens now? Yeah, and then so she starts being really coerced by Jim, the American guy. Yeah. Like, he's very forceful. Yeah. And then at a certain point, they're gonna sleep together. It, it doesn't go through because something happens. Yeah. Um, her kid eats rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. They have to go to the hospital. Yeah. But at the same time, Fetchio von Vet, Huet, is falling in love, kind of, or like smitten with yeah. Chantal, Chantal Janssen. There she is, finally. Finally, our first uh, sighting of maybe the most beautiful Dutch actress. Well, and I guess at least the one that in our generation is being put forward as a babe in movies like this. Yes. Yeah. Um, she plays a siren, for sure. Um, very, and she plays the same role kind of in Alice's Liefde. Really? Oh, did not know that. Right, so she, she plays like the school teacher who has the affair with the guy. Well, we'll, do, we'll being, do Alice's Liefde either. But yeah, yeah, she's like this sex symbol who men just can't help themselves yeah. with. So, Soph is off with Jim, and Vetri yeah. Fonomet is kind of off with, I don't even know Chantal Janssen's character's name. Bob. Bob? <laughs> I just read it on the IMDb page. If this is correct, then it's Bob. Yeah. Bob. Bob. Like Bobby. Bobby. B-O-B, yeah. Bobby. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that in the movie. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I basically, it's like they start, to, they start to grow apart, then they have a big fight. He starts wearing uh, tracksuits. Yeah, she moves in to live in the barn and yeah. like is doing all these catering jobs and then they start to realize that they're nothing without each other and they actually really love each other and then it climaxes with a big... Big dance scene. Big dance scene at the of end. Of course, Fedjad, Kasper, he starts to dance and he's definitely not as good as Jim, but he shows her that he can at least... Uh, he, he has some tricks up his sleeve. I thought the twist was going to be that like Jim was going to pop out and like yeah. him and Kasper, like Kasper would have gone to Jim and said like, hey, I want her back can you oh. teach me how to dance really because that, that would have been better yeah. I, I think that that's happened in another movie but we don't know what happens to jim because we have not seen self two no. or three or the series not true so we'll th- get back the to that. story is not over even I, though they wrap it up very nicely it would have been a very nice simple ending so they have two no three kids a twin twin brothers bing and these and an older daughter uh, who's hit purity called sasha Sasha. Sasha. Oh, yeah. I thought her name was Saskia. Because they always just call her Sos. 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 And Vitega has a friend called Saskia who they always call Sos. And they call Kasper Kos the whole time. Kos, yeah. 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 It, it's fitting that they call the boys Dies and Bing. It's like, 
That's short enough. Is Soph like an actual name? Is it short for Sophia? I assumed it's short for Sophia. Right. Must be. I don't but know. You I'm don't know. From yeah. here. No. <laughs> we had a, um, is that the movie? I think so, yeah. I don't yeah. think we're really missing any key moments here. No, no. And if we're missing something, we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Talking about the other stuff. Now, everyone, we have heard your feedback. That was a fast, quick, concise summary. Thankfully, nothing really happened in this movie, so no. it was really easy to do. Such a thin plot that it's easy to go through it. Absolute, fast. just no. candy. This no. movie was absolute. It was delicious, though. Yeah? I, you thought it was delicious? I loved it. I loved it the first time I watched it like four years ago. Okay, so what specifically do you love about it? And is it different from how you would love other rom-com movies? Well, first of all, I love rom-com movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, growing up with a mother and a sister, like we watched a lot of rom-coms. And like on DVD, we had a lot of rom-coms. It's just what you've been fat growing up, basically. So yeah, so Nancy Myers famous American film writer and then director. I don't know how many times I watched Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part 2 growing up. What Women Want with John Travolta, or Mel Gibson was also like a common watch for me at home. And then I think we had Something's Gotta Give on DVD, which is with Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton, Amanda Peet, and Keanu Reeves, and maybe... Great cast. Greg Kinnear might be in it as well. And it's awesome. Like, it is such a wonderful movie. Um, so, so, in general, I, I you, you, would call your, you would call yourself a rom-com fan. And, uh, because th- that would be uh, my critique of the movie, that it's like super formulaic, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, to the letter. Yeah. So, that's why it's easy to talk about the plot. Because it's you could sum it up in like two sentences and you're not really missing anything. And... That's something that I didn't like about the movie, that it could not surprise me at any point. But you sort of liked that it went down so easy and it hits all the right spots for a rom-com movie. Eric, listen, all right? Life is simple. That's it. Life is, life is this simple. Okay. So you want your movie to be simple as well? I mean, I also love really complicated (laughs) sci-fi movies that are super dense. and Because also those movies are also extremely simple in the end. Because like nothing matters and whatever. You can have some existentialist view on every area of film. Or every area depicting daily life. So So let's, okay, let's, we've established that you're uh, a rom-com fan. 100%. 100%. We can cement that in there. Yeah. I want to watch every rom-com there is. So you feel at home in the genre. Um, what about this specific rom-com made you really like the movie? I don't know if we've already said this in the podcast like 10 minutes ago, but this is, yeah, this is the most Dutch movie we've watched. Yeah. By far, especially representative of the past 10 years of the last decade of Dutch life. Yeah, I mean, it's a very specific type of Dutch life, of course, but... Yes, for it, that it is the time. majority. It is the majority. It's like a movie for the majority as well. Yeah, I mean, the house that they live in is not the type of house that the majority of the Netherlands would live in, but I think the way they go about their lives... I mean, the house and I bought is like a mini version of that. Like, the house is, our house is smaller. We have a barn in the back, but it's not as big. No. 
Well, we are on a canal, but the canal is in the back, not in the front. So you would say it's a quite a typical Dutch house? I think this house actually inspired me to get really? a house like I have wow. now. Hmm. Whoa. So you hear the fiction of Soph actually shapes your real life. I just want to have oh. this existence. How fitting that you just I just want for to, your... I just want to blend in. <laughs> like I just want to be... Normal. Normal. Do my normal. Yeah. Is that so hard? Is that so bad? It's not bad. I can be eccentric in my head. Just, it can just be normal on the streets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So, what specifically triggered you as Dutch in this movie from the top of your head? What's not triggering you as Dutch about this movie? Yeah. Okay. True. Come on. I mean, the movie starts with a sex scene, very Dutch, but then it goes on this meta level and talks about how. Dutch movies start with sex scenes. Should I be having more sex? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they barely ever finish having sex in this movie, right? Not well. I think there are like three sex scenes in this movie. And we never get near any climax or That's even true. all the clothes getting See, taken off, right? And when you start to pull back the layers of the rom-com, there's these subtleties of the film. The film might... Does the film even climax? I mean, in theory. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, it, I don't think... I mean, it does. Yeah, it, does. it, it, it has a very <laughs> clear ending. I don't know why they need a part two, actually. Okay, so what's not Dutch? What? Okay, so what's some not very, Dutch about it? Very, uh, well, for you. Maybe that it's so formulaic. Um, maybe the rom-com, I wouldn't say, is a specific Dutch genre of film. So, in a way, it's really copying something... I mean, I will probably get to this when we discuss Alles is Liefde down the line. Yeah. Because Alles is Liefde, as far as I remember, is sort of a copy of... Um, Love Actually. Love Actually. And but. And is it did, did is Alles is Liefde kind of what set the template for everything that came next? I feel like that, yeah. I think it proved that a rom-com in the Netherlands can be as successful as it was. I'm sure there were other rom-coms before, but... This really proved that this genre works in the Netherlands for a large audience. Yeah. So I think Soph came in its slipstream. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that uh, Soph, the actress, is yeah. in Goeie Schervrouwen and Alice's Liefde. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be more. Chantal Janssen's in Alice's Liefde. I'm sure she's in Goeie Schervrouwen at some point as I well. I mean, uh, they, what they do a lot in this Soph movie is they bring up specific uh, famous Dutch people and a lot of those people play themselves. Yeah, well, okay, but we'll get to that because we'll get to Greg's musings. Okay. Here we go. We'll get there. We'll get there, everyone. I know everyone's waiting for it. Um, but you still haven't said what you don't think is such about this movie. Well, that it's uh, the, the whole rom-com vibe. I don't think it's a, a typical Dutch thing. Like, I think uh, Dutch people think of themselves as, um, as you said, as, as, as normal people. Living, uh, living their normal lives. And what happens in this movie is not something that typically would happen to a person. That a, a famous uh, television choreographer picks you up and, and introduces you to the stars. But damn, that would be nice, you know? <laughs> a 30-something-year-old white guy living out in the polder. He's got a fledgling podcast. And yeah. Mikhail Hausmann is at his office one day and this could happen then this, this could be you yeah, yeah. and you know then i'm, ho- I'm hoping grow for into you success and 
but other than that, it, I mean, the whole setting is very Dutch, of course. And the way the, this family functions is very Dutch. The way they talk to their children is, is quite Dutch, I think. And um, there must be like a ton of product placement in this movie. I'm not sure if everything... Yeah, that's what Vitika said. She said there's so much blatant product placement. Crazy. I've never seen that in a Dutch movie like this. Like you obviously see it in a lot of American movies and, and television series. Yeah. Um, but here, I mean, it, I think the first one that you see is Albert Heijn. They're shopping at the biggest supermarket chain in the Netherlands, Albert Heijn. And it's not just that you can, if you are familiar with the Winkel Albert Heijn, that you can spot it's an Albert Heijn, but you see the logo like a bunch of times really big in the in the screen. Um, the Telegraaf, you see, I th- I've actually read that Telegraaf sponsored this movie, RTL and Telegraaf. So that's the biggest Dutch newspaper. It's also a bit of a conservative newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, conservative sure. leaning yeah. newspaper yeah. yeah so they were an actual sponsor of the movie apparently yeah i think it was in the even in the end credits uh. yeah um and a bunch of other stuff but i think albert hein is i mean let's talk about albert hein how how would you describe okay. the albert hein well we had this in um we had this in my greg's musings aha the uppie yeah that's what people call albert hein uppie i don't know why uh, because the name Albert, like if you would shorten it, is Oppie. With a P? Yeah. Oppie. Yeah. Okay. So Albert Hein. Double P. I have here so staged and organized. Be- okay. Because the shelves are so full and so like perfectly organized, it it couldn't be less realistic. Like, oh, compared to an actual Albert Hein. And when actual Albert Hein is chaos. Well, not all of them. Okay, well, the I ones guess, in the city especially yeah, that's are true. like... that's true. The smaller ones in the cities are very chaotic, but I guess the one they're going to is one of the XL versions. Mm, I don't think it's an XL, but I... Because I don't think it's an XL, but I do think... Oh, no, it is, because there's also... And I actually was confused. Now, I'm getting worked up here. No? I'm really excited about Albert Heijn. You know, people used to ask me when I first moved here, like, where my favorite place in Amsterdam was. Uh-huh. And I said, well, your favorite place is the place you go to the most. So mine is the Albert Heijn on the uh, V-Bout Yeah. which was a very good Albert Heijn for a long time. Because I went there every They mess day. it up now? No, it's still really nice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. But Albert Heijn is very Dutch, of course, the way they present. I thought it was a blocker because the first shot is them walking down the aisles and you see a lot of orange. And then in the behind them, there's like pots and pans and towels for sale. Orange is one of the Albert Heijn colors. Yeah, but also blocker and blocker would have more pots and pans and towels. But that's why it's a big Albert Heijn, right? They sell all this random stuff. I even said out loud, (gasps) blocker. Really? Yeah. And Vizca's like, no, it's Albert Heijn. It's Albert Heijn. So... So that's very so, Dutch. Yeah, but. So it's, but it's also not Dutch because it for me, it was too organized. And yeah, the shelves okay. were too full and yeah. there weren't like... But you see a lot of stuff in the movie that if you uh, are familiar with Dutch culture and Dutch life, you would see a lot... Because of the product placement, you would see a lot of brands yeah. that are very recognizable and will give you a certain Dutch feeling. What's uh, rank grocery stores? Okay. What's the best grocery store? Like big change. Yeah, mean, big course. change. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like Albert Heijn the best, actually. But that's also because I grew up in the city, so it's the one that you go to most often. Um, I think I'm going to have to become like a Fomar guy. But it's a very different type of yeah. supermarket. But yeah. I like Yumbo for nice. some stuff, and I like Albert Heijn for other stuff. 
but I don't go to either that much anymore. I mean, I guess all of the big chains, Spar, Co-op, Dirk van der Broek, they all have their like Ooh. specific type of products. That Dirk van der Broek has the best uh, freaking doll brooches. Wow. I think so. Yeah. And they're also like 99 cents. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds terrible <laughs> but I, i've had to go through phases of like living in different neighborhoods and having to yeah. like get accustomed to so i have the the nearest supermarket to my place now is a co-op it's really close that's why i go to the co-op now quite often and to be fair it doesn't really make all that much of a difference we have a yumbo and an albert Heijn on our street and the yumbo has better chips selection way better beer selection yeah okay um better soda selection but it also really depends the selection on the, is better but no, like, but no but it also depends on the the specific person running this albert Heiner or jumbo like the well maybe it's just a good jumbo yeah right that's what i mean yeah, yeah. that this specific franchise is a good one and jumbo like doesn't do bonus no. or like sale everyday low price that's yeah tactic. everyday low but they actually don't know what their song is Nope, me neither. No. Nope. And for those of you sneakerheads listening, you might be aware of the famous and maybe the rarest Nike in existence. The which, Pipa collaboration. With Albert Hein. Based on the Albert Hein colors. Yeah. Wow. Why was it so exclusive? Or like, uh, why well, did they not do a full run? Uh, to make it more exclusive, I guess. So it's like something like 25 pairs, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but very low um but low. i mean but you can say that about all but this whole sneaker culture and a lot of those uh collector cultures right that why do they not just well, produce I, th- I thought enough there was like uh maybe like they got like a cease and desist from albert hein like you no, can't use oh, okay. our branding or okay. something i'm not even sure if the albert hein one is a officially released one or just a friends and family version mm. that might be the case that would explain why it's 25 I think I know someone that has a pair. Steal them. I you can I, you can I, pay off your mortgage with I, them. I wear a size forty six and a half. You should not wear those shoes if you have them. Just keep them stored somewhere safely and sell them later for like ten thousand euros. I re- I really like the new lo- the new run of the the waves the waves. I like the white waves. Oh, I don't like white. They no. were my favorite of the yeah the four so far. They had six. that like six. They did six? Yeah, they no, did they six. did blue, orange. Black, white. Black, white. Uh, rusty color. That rusty color was super ugly. Oh, no, I really liked that one. Yeah? yeah. No, no, not for me. Oh, we have different tastes in shoes, apparently. Speaking of... Oh, here we go. We're going to roll it over here. Connecting the dots, everyone. Okay, so we're talking about Pata, which uh-huh. is an Amsterdam streetwear sneaker brand. Shout out, G, if you're listening. Why would he listen to a podcast about so? I should have told yeah. him about a tech muscle. <laughs> um, and then the mayor of Amsterdam right now, Femke Halsema, was photographed receiving a pair of the tan Nike uh, Pata Wave shoes. Yeah. And she's been wearing them a lot in a lot of photo opportunities. And guess who's in this movie? Femke Halsema. At the. Albert Heijn. Yeah. Playing herself. Playing herself, yeah. And the joke is that Soph thinks she is a high school, uh, elementary school teacher of one of her children. Why do I know her? And then Casper tells her, no, that's Femke Halsema. And I think in 2013, Femke Halsema was still the leader of the GroenLinks party. National GroenLinks party. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Even though we're both pay for the people, so. So are we getting? Uh, are we going to get to the like the cameos? Can we just start running through Greg's musings, and we'll get to okay. there's cameos in here. Okay. Okay. Um, are we going to make a like a theme song officially for Greg's musings? <laughs> Do we want to start it now? Start it. Start okay. It. Well, I just want to make a cut and then. Okay. Back. Okay. Now it's time for Greg's musings. Okay. Let's take a break. Oh yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're going to take a break first. <laughs> and then we'll be back with Greg's musings on the Dutch Film Podcast talking about self 2013 rom-com classic. Bye. You would have just heard the theme music for the podcast. Oh. But now we're going to get the Greg's Musing yeah. new theme music, which is yet to be composed, but it will be composed. And this is it. And we're back for Greg's Musings. This is the section of the podcast where I write down things on my phone while watching the movie that stand out to me. And we reflect on them. Yeah. Muse away, my friends. Intro song. Kind of lame. But let's talk about the music in general. Super lame. There's a lot of Dutch bands playing songs of this. I don't know who does the intro song. But I know that there's some other band that does a song. And then the final song is by is Marco Borsato. Yeah, the final song. Yeah, but, but that's one the credits have already been playing for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not everybody would hear that song. But I mean, I, I really hated the music in this movie. Yeah, it wasn't. Not very, for me. No, it wasn't anything special. But it is very similar also to Alsis Liefde because the main song for Alsis Liefde is by Bluff. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least the, the, the lead singer of Bluff sings it. Yeah. Alsis Liefde. Yeah. I actually really like that song. Someone once asked me. I hate that song, but I have it stuck in my head way more often than I would like to. <laughs> I think it's my third favorite Dutch language song the first two are from oh. sesame street okay that's a different podcast we need to dive into this wow <laughs> okay that's really bad um there were no subtitles on no. amazon prime okay so yeah you we both watched this movie on amazon prime i saw that this is a movie that is on i guess the most uh the, the biggest amount of streaming services of all the movies we've watched so far it's also on netflix was it on netflix yeah it's oh, also okay. on pate yeah it's so, also on video land so this is the easiest movie to watch. Yeah. Because but it's so popular. This is and a good, it's a recent movie. It, yeah, recent-ish. Ten years. No, yeah. No. But it's just very popular. Yeah, but we've... I mean, there were a lot of other popular movies that we've watched that are not on all of those streaming services. That's true. They have a good producer, I guess. Yeah. But Shout no subtitles. But I, I caught almost everything. Yeah. There's it's some, a, like, mumbling or, like... No. Yeah. It's a whole trend to watch movies with subtitles on even if you know the language no, no. like it just helps i like to do it yeah you catch a lot more stuff yeah i i prefer, i like to do it as well um when they're having sex in the opening scene 
Or when even, they're about to have, oh, they do, do they do actually have sex? In the yeah, and scene. she's giving her like uh, no. Bridget Jones's diary type voiceover. No. No. Also, movie starts with a voiceover. Yeah, no. the only voiceover that. part no. in the movie. No. Um, she's wearing a tie dye shirt. Uh huh. And this is something that's been on my mind for the past four years. Okay. Tie dye is not a thing here. Not as in, you mean not not as as it is and on the west coast of the United States. Everywhere, I was just in Michigan. Yeah, and you go to like the T-shirt. You know, it's kind of like a tourist destination in Michigan, and there's all these T-shirt shops for South Haven, and every shirt just says like South Haven, Michigan, in all different formats, but loads of tie dye. Wow, no, it's not, and I mean. It's a very specific thing, right? A tie-dye shirt. So Not everybody can put it off. But I called it four years ago, or three years ago, when Vampire Weekend put out their most recent record, and they were touring and they were wearing a lot of tie-dye. I was like, okay, this is going to start to catch on in Europe because it's becoming bigger in America for the younger generations because more people are into the Grateful Dead and fish and jam band culture and is Birkenstock. Is it a thing that people would wear ironically? Yes, it used to be, but now it's becoming more of just like a mainstay. That's how I feel getting older in general, like all the 90s stuff that people are wearing. I, I, I take yeah, it to be 90s, ironic. The 90s revival is definitely yeah. playing a role here. Yeah. And now people are just wearing it because that's what they like. They're, I mean, the, like the, the thin glasses, it's not even ironic anymore. People must really like them. They can't be blocking out the sun. No, they, terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, tie-dye, but it's becoming more of a thing here. But here is this who gives a fuck okay so like the t- your classic vibrant swirl pattern uh-huh. that's not a thing here but now there's more of the subtle kind of just two color washed out yeah okay uh-huh. it's barely tie-dye but that's it's a nice thing to do yourself by the way i have uh-huh. i did tie-dye years ago as well i had uh-huh. this uh, bleach yeah bleach yeah I, I guess reverse tie-dye would be more common here but uh-huh. so i thought it was interesting to see a tie-dye shirt in a sex scene. Yeah, but and it's, also it's like this, her sleep shirt. Yeah, it's her sleep shirt. But do we see any nudity in this movie? I don't think so. No. No. We've had that before. I can't remember which movie. But in general, most Dutch movies have some nudity at some point. We see three sex scenes in this movie, as I'm, if I'm recollecting this right. But we never see any real nudity, right? No nudity. No. Even when Casper Fetcher van Wet's character is standing and he's being... Uh, <laughs> uh, embarrassed by his uh, teenage daughter about his belly. Some serious fat shaming yeah, he, from his daughter. He looks great. He I looks have to say. so good in He's this movie. actually he quite is, buff. He is so handsome in this. Yeah, like, yeah. But also, she tells him, You should go to the gym, Dad. You yeah. do not get that body without going to the gym. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's thick. Yeah. But, like, yeah. He's like, but he has a bit of a belly, but really like focus on a bit. Yeah. yeah. No, he looks good. Fat shaming. And he wears that sure. V-neck sweater, which is probably like a scotch and soda sweater. Oh. He wears it really well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shout out to Fetch, yeah. Um I have here, Jesus fucking Christ, get over it. I think that's me reflecting on her, um, reflecting on the relationship. Like, too much, too much time in your head. Okay. Have the conversation. Ah. Ah. Th- I don't know. The, yeah. People don't actually have mornings like this, do they? And what specific morning are we talking about? The first morning, like when it's chaos. 
I think most young families have exactly that morning, right? Chaos. I don't, Trying I, to make everything in time. I don't feel like I never really had that experience. No, because you don't have kids yet. No, but even growing up, I always felt like it was a bit, you know, tame. Like, just get, I would get up, would, would rarely have breakfast, maybe have breakfast. I'd, okay. Then I'd catch the bus. I mean, I'm, I'm an only child, so I don't really recognize the whole thing of three children screaming at each other and trying to make it to their schools on time. But I guess this is how a lot of typical families are, right? I think. Okay, let's say. But what what kind of family has like guinea hens hanging from the ceiling, like preparing to be cooked? And mm, well, none. But that's because it's her catering business and what kind of fucking beanbag is so easily torn apart by children (laughs) okay yeah okay that's not a typical morning i'll (laughs) give you that but i mean some cereal going on the floor that that could very well be something that happens yeah okay kid i mean this way you i mean kids knocking something over we'll we'll check back you know in 10 years you know and i'll reflect we'll still be doing this podcast of course and then i'll tell you yeah. Is this how life really is? Yeah. Has is this a typical morning on the Dutch countryside? Has Ilya like spilled coffee on your documents? I hope not, Ilya. I love you. Don't do it. Yeah. Just do not spill stuff. No, don't. Like seriously, people, don't, stop spilling stuff. Like, please. If if you think that you're going to spill that cup and you have that thought, move, move, move the cup. Where where it's are our enough. cups right now? Our cups are both on the ground because mm-hmm. we're like we could spill these on our laptops. True. Just think. Be sensible. God damn it. <laughs> these are shitty parents <laughs> that was your musing That's yeah not, we're not even they could they could be worse we are not even five minutes into the movie and no. that, that was my first they could be a lot worse but a lot better as well yeah that house is insane yeah it's so it's a huge house um you already commented that you think it's in base i know it's in base oh, because looked i looked it up okay yeah. and it's on a, on the, on the fecht, uh-huh. which is like a big canal. And wait, wait, wait. I remember when I first watched this movie four or five years ago, the ending scene, it's nighttime and you see a sprinter going by mm-hmm. in the distance. And I always thought like, oh, that's kind of nice to yeah. like see a sprinter off in the distance going by. You see both an intercity and a sprinter in the last scene. Oh, I thought it was just a sprinter. That's why I thought it was more close to Flavor Park. But I mean, Vesp, if you just keep on going from Flavor Park, then after a couple of kilometers, you run into Vesp. So. But that train, I take almost every day. <gasps> I, have, I have ridden by this house. Oh, my God. A, I don't know, 365 times. I must eight. have jogged past it a million times as well. Because that was my round, going through Flavor Park and then... No, no, no. This is like past base. It's like south of base. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I've never made it that far. That would be like 25 kilometers going back and forth. Yeah, no. You're not that good at running. You still running? Not enough. Not you, enough people. Well, if you were to compare yourself as a runner in real life to the two people in this movie that run, are you more a Soph or are you more a Cusper? Oh, Cusper for sure. Oh. Soph doesn't even make it down the the drive lane right yeah and then she has a heart attack and has to go to the <laughs> has to go to the house no, i'm okay at running but yeah the house is insane people don't live like this as no. much as i would want to no. live like this will not happen you would need to be a millionaire yeah yeah eventually once this podcast really takes off 
Okay, so the mother shows up and she pulls out a leather sack full of Vanelli tobacco. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's reflect on Shag. Shag in the Shag-ish. Netherlands. Yeah. Um, well, it's just the cheapest way to smoke, right? And people can be a bit stingy. No. Notoriously stingy in the Netherlands. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the most bang for your buck if you like to smoke a lot. And Vanelli is maybe the most classical brand. Yeah, Drum. Drum, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. There's the Vanelli fabric and now, yeah. factory in Rotterdam? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think it's there anymore, but no, it probably. was historically there. So, a little nod to Shag. Okay. We got a lot more to go through, so. <laughs> you, do you want to, do you, what do you, you got something for me? Do you have notes? Oh, of course I have notes. Okay, well. Do you... um, I think that's something we did not touch on yet, which is a very weird scene where you have the Africa Day in the school of the boys. Holy shit. I don't that, know if I have that in here, but I knew you were going to say something about it. That was very problematic. Yo, what is it about Dutch people that they love exoticizing it, it, it Africa was, and Indonesia yeah. and shit. Yeah. Well, uh, Indonesia makes sense, but like... Yeah, but still. But this, also an African day, what does that even mean? I only saw one black person in this movie. And he was sitting in the boardroom in like the office in the okay. Zaudas. Okay, yeah. I only saw one black person. I don't think we ever hear a black person speak in this movie. No. No, no, no. So... On the, if you talk about diversity, this movie is doing not a great job. And there's this, um, well, it's supposed to be a joke where um, uh, Soph had to do the catering for the African day at school. She promised to do this, but she forgot about it because she's so busy as her catering business takes off. And then she tries to make it right by telling her son, well, this is just like african children <laughs> they're their they're real life right they have no food you can tell them it's it's a homage to that that's it's pretty fucked up yeah it's yeah. pretty uh yeah i knew you were gonna have something uh yeah on that. when they started about africa day at school i already thought this is probably going to be bad but i assumed it would be a bit better than this yeah. it's basically bongos and no food and and face paint and, and face paint yeah. also one kid is wearing like a feather at least which not is like black a native face. american at least not blackface type vibe yeah oh okay that is good it's better than us leafed in the sense that there is no blackface yeah yeah so wow i'm wow. sure in soph too if it takes place around christmas time yep there's there definitely will be gonna blackface. be blackface oh. which we 100 do not condone nope just to be clear everyone um okay rolling ice cream and hachelslach when she can't sleep not a bad idea yeah yeah and also drinking vodka next to it yeah great combo because she drinks a lot of vodka in the movie chocolate sprinkles for me are only an ice cream thing but here you know people eat them on their bread with butter yeah so that's some fucking that's what you're taking away from the movie yeah yeah. Yeah. uh olke golson i don't know what that is olke golson it's like some model famous dutch model okay beauty brand and she's jim's date at the first dinner party where they ah, meet okay yeah yeah i didn't know this but we were watching and vitica said oh okay golson oh, i did not know that was her name but yeah i recognize her of course so yeah, yeah. yeah. there's like you know, bay enner yeah which yeah. is bekende nederlander bekende nederlander famous yeah. dutch person 
Uh, you have a B-list Bay Enners, and she's definitely on that one if it's not a C-list. She doesn't even have a million followers on Instagram. So Lame. Yep. Uh, yeah, Daniel Carity, he's actual core- choreographer. Albert Hines, so staged and organized, got that. Okay, Avril Lavigne, daughter, a solid 10 years too late. Okay, yeah. yeah. You were talking about the way the daughter, whose name was Sasha, uh, I think, uh, is dressed. Yeah. And she's uh, got this whole Avril Lavigne vibe going on, but that would be that would be like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm, yeah, 2002 to 2005 would be like peak hot topic Avril Lavigne oh. years. She's making a comeback now. Like mm. now that like Olivia Rodrigo. Maybe and, um, maybe she knew this, Sasha. And she's uh, just ahead of, ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But uh that was my only thing. Famka Halsema. Yeah, talked about this. Zaudos. Yeah. Okay, let's go into Zaudos. What is it? Zaudos is a neighborhood in Amsterdam um where most of the financial and um, uh, companies are based at uh, a lot of lawyer offices uh, like all the consultancy agencies are there uh, the banks yeah that's basically and, and and in amsterdam there's not a lot of high rises and it's one of the neighborhoods which has predominantly high rises um, i guess there are a lot of expensive apartments there as well um, and i think the municipality is doing a at least trying to make that whole area a bit more uh, likable, approachable um, on the ground level as well. Because now it's just, I think, people parking their car in an underground garage and taking the elevator up to whatever floor they have to be in to do their financial uh, or lawyer business, and then they leave. It's struggling, right? Because like ING had a very famous building, which they then left. You mean uh, struggling in the sense that they cannot fill up the offices? Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know if I would call it struggling per se, but I mean, they probably have some struggles. Problems. Yeah. 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 So also, and it's I mean, Zuidas is so famous in the Netherlands that it becomes a term of uh, of how to describe a certain type of person. That's what I want. Yeah. Yo, yeah. fuck that capitalist shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I remember the, I, there must have been some report of like just like how much cocaine. Is oh, yeah. in the Zaudas. Yeah. Yeah. Just I've full read of, about this. Full yeah. of cocaine. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially at all the balls that they have on Friday, the Vrijmibo, the Friday afternoon drinks they have, and the amount of cocaine that goes through those uh, balls is insane. Yeah. So in the, in the Zaudas, they, they never fly me bow, but in the public sector, there's always the Domi bow. Because, because nobody, nobody works, works on, on Friday. But I work on Fridays. Yeah. But Casper, uh, we never really learn what exactly he does at Zaudas. And he's kind of in the beginning a bit of like a typical Zaudas guy, but then he takes For a sabbatical sure. and then yeah. it's like, oh, you you don't have to be that yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't take... And that's what I like about the movie. They don't make a point of explaining what he does exactly. It's just he's at the Zaudas doing something. He's in meetings. He wears a suit. He drives a Audi and yeah. the Audi is a company car. But I mean, would you say he's a lawyer or a banker? Yeah, no I idea, think right? yeah, yeah, lawyer. Yeah. Seems like a lawyer. Well, yeah, but they don't waste any time on this. Pleck. They go to Pleck. Did not see that. No. That's where they have the dinner party, like the second dinner party. Oh, where she's worried about oh, everyone okay. eating the food. Oh, I thought it was Norderlicht. Yeah. 
Uh, no, it's Plek. Ah, okay. yeah, but ja. like old Plek. En uh, Martin Koolhoven is een cameo there. Yeah, maybe he'll be a guest on the podcast, but... Who knows? Yeah, but we don't like he's him. A, he's a Dutch director, yeah, for those he's who like, don't know. Yeah, he's in Hollywood, and his movies aren't the, super the, great. This was the time... <laughs> Well, we'll get to those movies. We'll see. Yeah, this is like like Orwalk's Winter would have like kind of just came out, so he would have been like at the height of his no, no. celebrity. Still, but not. I don't think he's that famous in the general public that people would recognize him if he shows up in a movie. No, a typical, I didn't, I typical didn't. Dutch family will not see him in movies. Like, hey, it's Martin. It's Martin. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, Plek is a place in NDSM, which is in Amsterdam North. Everything is focused around the central station, I feel like. Like all the aerial shots they, they had were yeah. all focused on central station Amsterdam. So this made me a, a bit nostalgic because I've been here for 10 years. And it made me nostalgic for the Amsterdam back in 2012, 2013. Like, yeah, yeah. It was it's a different di- place. It really was. Yeah. You know, Plek was like cool, but not also like coming from America. Is this like... Amsterdam idea of like, oh, it's like a cool hip place. I'm like, this place kind of sucks. Like, it, there's nothing special about it. No, no. But back then, it was one of the only hip places around. In Nord. Especially in Nord, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say in the totality of the city, but yeah. Yeah, you know, Plek, Trau, Convos. Don't make me cry. Okay, sorry. Trau. Food at Dutch parties sucks. Um. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. The idea that no. uh, Jim had to like take a bite and tell everyone like, "Hey, wow, this is so good! This is good. Please eat your dinner." Uh, yeah. What are they eating at that point? I think it's, just it's, it's like a fish, white fish. Yeah. yeah, couldn't really tell what, what. I mean, for a movie that's about catering, they spend very little time on talking, actually talking about food and what she's making. Except for my next note, which is when Soph is confronted in the bathroom by a very tall, skinny, beautiful woman. Who compliments her on the food yeah and the woman says wow i was really surprised by the food you know looking at you i thought it would have been pom pom soup and gruntentaart yeah that <laughs> yeah that got a laugh out of me i've definitely been to parties and it's like been pom, 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 pumpkin yeah. soup and vegetable tart <laughs> that's when she decides to go shopping right for clothes to and, make her and she goes to vanilla vanilla yeah, yeah. which i don't know but vitica knew very famous as well in the Netherlands. Okay, I'm, I'm getting... We're almost at the end here of my musings. Uh, older Dutch people love talking about what they did in the 1970s. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like a hippie era. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely a cliche. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Didn't catch it, but yeah, true. Well, toasty. Toasties. Cusper is eating a toasty. Yeah, very Dutch thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love a toasty. What is a toasty? Quick, for the people who don't know it. It's a grilled cheese, but it's made on a panini press. Well, perfect. Yeah, so it's like all squished. I don't like it. I don't like cheese on my bread. Really? Yeah. I'm a atypical Dutch guy. Sorry. Damn. New come to Appa the Mao. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that one in a different movie, everyone. <laughs> oh, we ha- already had Appa in the Appa Gelogeerd, I think, in a previous episode. No, we haven't. No? No, but I oh. think you taught me that years yeah. and years and years ago. Okay. We'll get to it. Yeah. Does that come from a movie? Is it in a movie? In the app gelogeerd? Like the app? No, no, not that I can think of. Hmm. No. Uh, Chantal Janssen, we already had that. Why is the daughter into Jim? Yeah, if she's like some like Alvaro Levine, like anti-establishment yeah. punk, why is she into this like choreo- 
American choreographer. And he's not a handsome guy, right? They no, keep... he's not sexy. No. He's Why would a teenager? Like so no. middle of the road. I, I didn't get that, no. Polish scrap rats. That is another stereotype that is leaned into here. Yeah. Dutch people love fucking hating on Eastern Bloc or Central European. Polish people especially. Polish people, yeah. yeah. A lot of Polish people work in construction in the Netherlands. Um, they're seen as this like cheap alternative or at least in 2013 they would, would have been seen as a cheap alternative. Uh, and Sof offers the Polish guy working uh, on their uh, barn kitchen vodka at some point and he declines. He says he doesn't drink and then she calls him a nap pole fake Polish Jesus Christ. So and then he asked for an apple shop. Apple shop, yeah. Soph says that she gets a full body scan every now and then, which only I write down because I've been watching a lot of House, and I, House hates full body scans because every time you do a full body scan, you always find something. Yeah, okay. Um, you start treating the wrong stuff. Well, then it's distracting. Mm. Off swimming with clothes on. Yeah. Did you do this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's for your C diploma, like okay. A, B, and C. All right, so tell the people what this is. Well, uh, A and B swimming diplomas are the more basics, um, showing that you will not drown when somebody throws you in the water. <laughs> and I think for the C one, you do the more special stuff, like dive up a ring that's on the the bottom of the, the swimming pool, or um, indeed go fully clothed into the water and... So you can still swim. And this is probably a good thing in the Netherlands because usually it's cold. So you have a lot of clothes on and there's a lot of water in the Netherlands. So the moments that the water does not freeze over and you fall in, you can make it home safely. I didn't even think about it in that context. Like if you're cycling and you fall yeah. into the canal. Because they really have like their... Uh, uh, their winter clothes Their on. winter clothes on. And yeah, did you yeah. do it with your winter clothes on? I don't think so, no. I think Vita Just did. in a shirt. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. So, it, yeah. you and Dutch it's thing. not required anymore. You used it used to be required to have a swimming diploma. Uh, no, and when we were growing up, it was part of the school curriculum, I guess, or at least I don't know how they how this was regulated and paid for. If it was paid for by the government, but we used to go with the whole school to swimming classes, and I don't think they do that anymore. I think I heard stories about Vitika going to swim lessons and then having to cycle home like wet. In the cold. Oh, man. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, Chichinsky. Yeah. On an OV bike. Yeah, on an OV bike. And they're riding on the tram rails. Also a very Dutch thing to do. To be in front of the public transportation. I don't think you're supposed to cycle on that street, though. No, you're not. Yeah. But that's also a very Dutch, or at least Amsterdam thing to do, right? To cycle everywhere. It's getting better. People are like obeying the shit more. Okay. But yeah, Tuschinski is a very old cinema in the center of Amsterdam uh, in a, a very nice, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Jugendstil style, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and they go there for the premiere of a movie where Jim yeah. uh, did a choreography for, and Hugh Grant is the uh, lead character of the movie, but we never see it. But him. Hugh Grant is not there. No. Yeah. So that um and on an ov bike an ov bike is the bike rental that you get from the train national rail service true the ns yeah. and you rode an ov bike here yeah today i like an ov bike 
Yeah. They're all right. I'm a fan. I'm a bit too tall for them. I mean, it's not the perfect bike, but a bike that you can rent for a full day for four euros. For getting around the city, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, We're almost there. Burman and Burman. Yeah. The two neighbors are very representative of the Hungarian cartoon. Burman and Burman, which are two. Hi, it's though. Yeah. It's kind of like a Bert and Ernie type vibe. Funny. I wrote that down the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Those are all all my musings. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's okay. I mean, that was a lot. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. I hope that you learned something. Like, you know, I hope all our Dutch listeners really got to know what an OV bike is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Oh, we're nearing I the think, end. Do we take I, one more? I do think, uh, no, I think I'm okay. Do you need a break? No, let's wrap it up. You got Dutch bad words? Not a lot. Okay, so, here we go. I even skipped through the movie just now to make sure we didn't um, leave anything out. But, I mean... There's no nudity, there's no swearing. It's a movie that is really catering to, like, all families. It's it's probably the reason why there's not a lot of swearing, why the plot is quite thin. Um, I'm not a big... It's it's simple, okay? It's not thin. I don't really appreciate you kind of degrading... Okay, it was it was a bit thin for me, but it's a, it's a nice and simple movie. No, you're I like mean, the daughter. You like it thin. <laughs> yeah, too thin, too thin. <laughs> All um, right, here we go. Dutch bad words. Klootzak. No, I already worked that into the theme. Music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, sorry. Okay, so right, what do you got? I think the, the best one I've heard um, is Potverdorie. Yes, which is one that I am very familiar with because Vitika's father loves to say it. Ah, bless him. And also, I mean, you obviously know it's not a really special or cool Dutch curse word, but you know where it's derived from. Godverdomme. Yeah, so it's the nice way. It's not even a curse word in that sense. The nice way of saying Godverdomme. Goddamn. Yeah. So it, it's it's like gosh darn it instead of goddamn. Yeah. Potverdorie. Yeah. Potverdorie. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot Does of moments. Does it mean anything? No, I don't think so. It's no. it's just like gibberish. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. At least like if you have words like Jeetje, it's derived from Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's just... Geez. Yeah, it's just supposed to sound like Godverdomme, or pot, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's that the worst good. it got, I think. Yeah, nothing really much more. No. Yeah. There were some fights. Some fights, yeah. But even when uh, Sov goes for Chantal Janssen. Which is silly. She doesn't even use any words. She just runs after her with a crate. And she throws a laundry basket. Yeah. Which, now thinking about it, might... I doubt it's a tip of the cap to the scene in Shaun of the Dead when they're like fighting the zombie that comes into their backyard. It's definitely not. And then, <laughs> it's safe to say. <laughs> and then at one point they throw a laundry basket at it. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it then. I think so. We, yeah. we. I mean, we could do a does Greg know Dutch, but I think we're going to phase out that segment. If there's a really nice word that, I mean, we will watch a lot of older movies and maybe movies not um, cater to such a broad audience as this one, and we'll we'll have some more fun words. That's it then. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, so, so would you recommend it? 100%. Okay. 
Me, I would not recommend it. I would recommend this to every foreigner. To learn something about Dutch culture. To, yeah, get, I mean, well, Dutch culture in the early 2010s. Yeah. Which was, again, I think a very unique time. Every time is unique. Yeah, but this is before even people started dressing. Like, Kick Out Sparta Pete maybe was just starting barely. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. there was... um. Now I'm there wasn't of, a level of self awareness that I think is more prevalent now. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. Even as Sylvie, Sylvia Witteman is uh, under scrutiny now. So Marco Borsato as well. Apparently, a lot can happen in close to ten years. Thanks so much, Tim Hofman. <laughs> really making a difference. Okay, that's I think it. Then that was it. everyone, this has been the Dutch Film Podcast. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Yeah, we'll send you a ticky. We will pay you. Yeah. We no, we won't. But <laughs> we no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. That's it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.